Attention, please be advised. The following episode contains spoilers. Don't say we didn't warn you. Okay. Um, he's going full, like, he's just using the words. It, usually my parents just, listen to this show, <laughs> just, usually just want to throw that out there. Like, it made me dune so hard. There you go. Um, Gave and, you a raging nerd out. Remember when we used to say that? <laughs> remember when we used to, remember that was our, tried to remember, make show that, was, that was our thing? <laughs> Nerd on. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve. We're all levels of nerd. Shout out to our welcome. I don't know why I haven't learned yet that Tom's gonna <laughs> explode. Explode at the beginning of every. It still gets me. Every everyone actually yeah. kind of counts like, oh, Tom wanted to open this one. I'm like, oh, I'm glad. You know that I'm excited about it. when I don't explode. That you know, I just did it because of the rotation. Well, um, in 19 <laughs> don't read into that. <laughs> in 1965, Frank Herbert wrote the science fiction story that would span over the course of 5,000 years after meditating on charismatic leaders. Arabic culture, and the real-life story of man versus nature in the dunes of Oregon coast. Today's episode, we are going to discuss the latest adaptation of arguably the most borrowed story in science fiction history with Dune. I thought we were doing the Pink 1984 pajamas, version. Penguins in the back. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Um, before we get too far into it, let's introduce the host. My name is Tom. I'm Corey. <laughs> and I'm Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. You know what it was? It's like there's usually one other name before mine sometimes. <laughs> I need more coffee. We are starting strong. Thanks for listening. Anyway, as a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun perks like you get bonus episodes that nobody else hears. If you want to hear this chaos, unbridled, unheld back, Unchained, unchained, unleashed without ads. Without ads, check out like the Nerd this. On Nation. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, you also get early access to episodes like this. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You get uh, ad free episodes. Yeah. You get uh, access to super secret channels on our super public Discord server that yeah. are only for you. Mm. It's like you unlocked your prescience with your spice. Oh, and you. It's just for you. Just this camera. Oh, hey, and you. You're making the editing harder for video. I love you, too. Or easier, because it's literally like, that camera, that camera, that camera. Go. Uh, but check out the NerdOn Nation, uh, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And check out that Discord. It's a fun community, growing all the time. Fun conversations. NerdOn.tv backslash Discord. Funversations. Funversations. TM. Uh, and a huge shout out to Apogee, Odyssey, and... Embody Audio. Embody Audio. Yeah, I feel like we do have to say it afterwards yeah. just to the get actual, the actual name. Can yeah. you imagine trying to Google? That? Yeah, uh, <laughs> is no. it four Audis? I gotta like, give them a shout out. They stopped by my stream when I did a Diablo thirteen hour stream and were very cool. Uh, the, the their programming, Josh, tell tell us about their program. Their programming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, they do a what they call the, the program is called Immerse, and it is a uh, man. It's basically 7.1 for any headphone that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's for PCs uh, specifically, but it works with any type of headphone. In-ear, over-ear. Yeah, even your like your Apple uh, ear pods. Mm -hmm. They were like, yep, works for that too. Uh, it's pretty dope. 
I, I would suggest checking it out. We did a uh, stream with it a few months back with Resident Evil 8. Uh, terrifying, because when there's things behind you, they they sound like they're behind you. Yeah. And it's intense. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Tom was blindfolded and could tell where enemies were to like a T. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dope. It's pretty great. So uh, check that out. There will probably be some more content coming soon with them. So yeah. check it out. Embody Audio. Immerse. It's pretty clean. What about what, 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 what? Speaking of clean. Speaking of clean, sometimes you need to um, clean yourself of hair if you're going to the planet Arrakis. That was the best transition ever. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the 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 scary thing about making this trek to Arrakis is that sometimes you have to put your hand in a box of pain and face the the Gom Jabbar. But you know what? Shaving your balls with anything but Manscaped isn't scary. When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to fear the many sandworms of doom. Uh, because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Guys, come on. <laughs> go with this. No, new. I was I'm like... Go with it. I'm here. I'm, I'm like, like nodding. Yeah. Keep uh, going. Go from, uh, go from ornithopter-sized planes to giant carrier vessels with your... Uh, with with your giant man with the manscape, just uh, read the read the promo oh, right. Okay, okay, I, I, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, join over two million men worldwide going to manscape.com for twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code NerdOn. Mm. I was trying to make it all thematic with Dune. Yeah, I think oh, they no, appreciate. I, it. I, I get I it. Understood. What yeah, you were I doing. got what you were doing. I I got what you were doing. Yeah, I mean, but I threw in a lot of fake words just like how Dune does because you know sometimes you you gotta do that and also. Uh, if you are planning to go watch this in theaters, then, you know, the best way to make sure you're ready to go is to have your very own weed whacker. Yeah. Make sure, you know. Yeah, don't want those nose hairs. You don't want to like. be in a suspenseful moment and everyone hear you nose whistling. Yes. I, I will tell, tell you right now, nose whistling is becoming a bigger peeve for me as I go on in life. Oh. I hear it and I'm like, oh my God, could you pick your nose for a second or get this wonderful weed whacker at manscaped.com mm-hmm. with the code nerd on to get 20% Anytime off. I I... Like, we'll hear my own. If it, if it happens, I'm like, got to deal with that. I will shove. I guess I'm mouth breathing for the next two hours. <laughs> I will shove my whole fist in my nose before yeah, I, I want like, a nose whistle. Got it. Um, but, you know, this weed whacker, uh, I, I use this probably every other day. Just to, just to trim it up, make sure it's all good. Keep it know? clean. Keep it clean. Make sure there's no bats in the cave for the yep. spooky season. So where can they go for, for a, a discount? Uh, Manscaped.com with code NerdOn to get 20% off and plus worldwide shipping. There we go. Mm. There it is. I think that is all the house. That is the housekeeping. Let us get on to this epic Dunic. There's nothing. It's it's Dune. This earworm of an episode. Yeah, there it is. The swormy episode. <sighs> okay, this spicy so- episode is <laughs> yeah. the right one, by the, the way. Spice Milan. The spice. Um, so let's get on to this spicy episode. Um th- well, now that that's all over, we'll go into our first two segments of these kind of episodes. Uh, and the first part uh deals with actually the end of the episode. Where um, now we are going to guess that grump. Yeah, guess that grump. Who's it gonna be on the dunes? I went far away, Josh. I went really Come far away. Fly with me. I'm through just thinking of like seas of spice and sand. I'm just thinking of like new listeners. Like, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> a needle. You're to welcome. My thin white or, neck uh, uh, and a box around my hand. Yep, I like that. That's all right. 
I made up a, a they rhymed, which I'm really <laughs> proud of. I wrote the lyrics to the Dune song. There is I no hope Dune you guys song. Did. There is now. No. <laughs> you so, go back and listen. You'll hear it. It's a, it's, it works. So if you're brand spanking new to Nerd On and uh, what these episodes are all about, uh, we are going to go around the table and guess who's going to have oh, take my notes. The, hot, the lowest score from one out of five. No matter how high the number is, the lowest score from us at this rating will be the grump for the week. Since I always explain... I always pop your uh, your your earbuds uh, with that screaming. Uh, I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say that the grump for this episode that is going to have the lowest ranking out of all of us mm-hmm. is going to be mm-hmm. Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Joshua. And then we all have written down our numbers yes. somewhere in our phones or something like that. We can't change it. Uh, yes. So. Josh. Should we slam the table like no, Kay- no. Absolutely not. No. That. that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> Kaylin, we love you. That doesn't prove anything. It just makes an audio aberration. You could change it. We would never know. Corey is my vote. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Wow, oh, wow. Wow. Um, this is tough because I feel like there's things in this that either of you could have qualms with, but but who does it make a bigger impact on is mm-hmm. what I'm trying to figure out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Tom is gonna be more forgiving. Okay, so Josh. Josh is my my grump. Uh, I don't know because Tom's <laughs> also read the books. You know what I mean? So there's some baggage with that. I went and saw the movie with Tom, mm-hmm. so I I heard and saw his reactions. Oh, so. Uh oh. So he's, he's 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 using the vo- he's using the voice on you. He's using the voice on me. <laughs> he's using the voice on you. <laughs> you have insider information. I have. Oh no. Okay. Insider trading. So I'll vote for Tom. Okay. So was it two votes on me? No. Oh. It's two votes on me. Okay. That's what, that's what's up. Because <laughs> you don't know if he was going. Oh. Uh. <sighs> however, are you sitting at home listening to this or watching this on the YouTube's and uh, thinking to yourself, y'all, it's Josh. Nice. This isn't a Josh movie. Yeah. It's got it's got no 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 spawn in it. Yeah, it's got it no Paddington. Paddington. No, no, no Paddington. No, no little bears. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Why don't you vote for Josh? Well, guess what? You could speak with your vote by joining the Nerd On Nation. You could take part in a poll to guess that grump. And if you get it right, guess what? You're the Gatorade, grass fred, gum jabber. Uh, <laughs> nope, I said jabber. <laughs> Committing. Committing. Uh, uh, Gola. Yeah, keep going. Uh, uh, J- uh, Jesuit. Um, uh, t- Benny Jesuit. Yeah, Benny Jesuit. Guess Grumper, Gatorade Grumper. Ding. Uh, God, God Emperor. Meaning you'll get a shout out on the show if you get it right. If you guess right. And the Nerd on Nation has spoken. Loudly this time. A lot of votes Loudly. going going one way. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, so I have... Three 5, votes. I have votes. all the votes. <laughs> I have all the votes I could get. <laughs> you have all the spice. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, 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 uh, Josh, you'll be first, followed by Tom, followed by Corey. Okay. That's how the guess that grump is going to go at the end of the episode. Sweet. Yeah. So let's spoil that. So now we'll go to the complete <laughs> spoiler of it. And um, we're going to uh, talk about our first impressions, our initial reactions of the film. I'll go last. And I'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear Corey since he has all the votes. You'll go, oh, I'll go first? Yeah. Okay, you will. So, uh, I'm pretty stoked about this. Uh, I loved Blade Runner, and it gave me an entirely new appreciation for Denis Villeneuve. Uh, And um, 
I, I kind of was talking to someone about this the other day, and I was like, I think he has, not only with original stories, but I really think he has a knack for uh, adapting stories, and but while still paying homage to where it came from, really making it his own. Um, he's got a very uh, distinct and um, very beautiful eye for cinematography. Uh, something like we haven't seen since uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Like that, those kind of sandscapes and and horizons and and just scale. Yeah, it's 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 almost like he wanted to take that shot from Lawrence Arabia and was like, make everything that shot. Uh, every every image you see on screen was was masterfully crafted, and the most amount of detail and and attention could was was given. <laughs> To create any given shot in this film. There nope. wasn't a single way, shot. I was like, that looks bad. The way that I saw somebody describe it was, it's like Denis Villeneuve went, I want this shot to be the greatest shot. <laughs> yeah, it's for Jeremy, every Jeremy shot. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, that's exactly what it was. It, he, he made every shot the greatest shot in cinema history. Um, I am not familiar with the Dune story whatsoever, uh, except for the bits and pieces I had seen when I watched the original 1984 version, which... To be fair, I also haven't seen since I was like 12. Uh, so it's been a while uh, that I've been removed from this world. There's a... Uh, this cast is... Stacked. Unbelievable. Uh, later on, we're, we're covering a, a, a topic called on, Ensemble Movies or Us, and I can't believe this isn't uh, going to be talked about <laughs> on there. Uh, because we're already doing an episode on it. Because this would be uh, top of the list. Everyone in this is, is a powerhouse. I have some pacing things I want to talk about later on, but that's really it. Josh? Holy shit! <laughs> that was pretty much my first, uh, like, watching it the entire time. It was just like, I didn't, I, if Tom noticed, I did not use the restroom yeah, while I, saw I was that. watching it. So you it pissed was, your pants. I just pissed right there in the AMC theater. It was in the back row, so, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, A little surprise. That's why they're the cheap them. seats. <laughs> uh, uh it was amazing, and we got to see it in Dolby. It was just, it was an audio experience. It was a visual experience. The whole thing was just incredible. Uh, I watched it again on um, HBO Max, and it was still the same experience. It was, it was incredible. I don't want to spoil anything. There's just so many things about this that I was like, wow. Denis, I just, he's probably one of my favorite filmmakers in terms of what it looks like watching what he does and like yeah this this movie pops okay it's, it's good tom it's uh, good. so as Corey mentioned i have read the books i am now currently on book five out of the yeah. six um of the original uh publication there are two more books that later his son uh frank herbert's son brian uh herbert and uh kevin j anderson wrote that quote-unquote finishes it but it kind of Derails a little bit. Anyways, um, so having that, it, uh, sh shit, baby. The book is hard to adapt. And so yes. watching this movie, I'm like, oh, they're not going to do that. Oh, they're not going to do Oh, they're not, oh. And so like the entire time, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this. And like, they don't do it. And uh, there's a lot of moments in here. I'm like, okay, this is, we we know what this, I, like, you know, book reads like, I know what this is. I know what part of this is going to happen. How well are they going to do it? How are they going to happen? Well, no, how are they going to, like, show this or do oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. or explain this or how are they going to interweave these certain things? And I think the utter task to adapt this book into a film 
is practically suicide. It is like impossible. And that's why I'm so glad that this is part one. And they say it right at the beginning, like Dune part one. I'm like, oh, thank God. And the first book is actually separated into books. So you read Dune, it's like book one, end. Book two, starts. And I was like, oh, that's like, now I'm like, oh, that's kind of like a movie. Um, anyways, I absolutely uh, loved my time watching this in theaters. I about came my pants like three or four times because of certain key things of like, oh, like when you do a, 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 a like, there's already been an adaptation. So why does this film need to have another ad, or this book need to have another adaptation? When you can tell, when you when you have the audience who is willing to pay money and go see it on the biggest screens possible, um, and see this epic story again that has been uh, inspired so many things. Warhammer 44, 40, Warhammer 400. 40, 40,000? 40,000. Uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, everything has kind of taken from this. Um, you know, and we, we've we had that same happening with Lord of the Rings. You know, like Tolkien story is pretty much what all fantasy stories now have pretty much been like, this is… This, this is our setting. This is the, the mother's milk. This is the godfather of yeah. all. And Dune… This is the hobbit's milk. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, this, and Dune was this. And so like seeing it now reach kind of the mainstream. There's a, there's a huge audience for Dune. And so it, it was a very… Nice moment that, you know, I'm pretty new to the Dune universe and I, I started reading it last year. The Dune universe? The Dune universe. Uh, and um, now, like, getting hyped for it and being like, oh, seeing it and then having people talk about it and have people experience it and, and the intricacies. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a complicated story that spans for so long. And seeing just the breadth of it being like, oh, this is treated very, very well. And, you know, all respect to Dave Lynch and the sci-fi series, but it's like, this is like, oh, this is given kind of the 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 brevity or not the brevity the 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 in intensity and incorrect the gravity that it, it i think it deserves so uh i really really enjoyed this film cool um i will say i did have it wasn't it wasn't to be perfect though so um now that we're done with that we'll go into our next two segments which are going to be our brief synopsis and our production mm -hmm. and uh the brief synopsis will be given to you by this guy Paul Atreides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, only those who can conquer their own fear will survive. Fear is the mind killer. Um, and production. then our production given to you by... This guy. <laughs> Distri distributed by Warner Brothers. Who's ever heard of them? The Conjuring Universe, The Matrix, The Ocean Series. You know, those things. <laughs> Just those little ones. Um, directors, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, uh, Sicario, Blade Runner 2049. Arrival. Uh, producers, Denis Villeneuve. Dune, The Sisterhood. Uh, Mary Parent, You, Me, and Dupree, which is, what a 180. Uh, Pacific Rim and Detective Pikachu. Uh, Kale Boiler. Excuse me. I don't have my glasses. I'm going to make this a little bigger. Uh, there's a lot here. Yep. Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, I should probably should have, like, before I, <laughs> it was like, I'll do production. Probably should have been like, nah, that's a lot. Uh, same kid is different, uh, of different as me and Noah. Uh, I don't, uh, Tom, help me with this one. Let me see. Joe. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, Joe Caracciolo? Yeah, I was going to say Caracciolo. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Known for Logan. Uh, swim fan. Oh, we need to cover that one too. Swim <laughs> fan. Uh, Radio Inside. Writers. Uh, another help here. 
Joe, uh, John Spahetz. Spahetz? Yep. Uh, Passengers, Prometheus, Doctor Strange, Denis Villeneuve. Uh, Incendies. 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 I can read. (laughs) August 30. You know what, what, Tom, why don't you go ahead? Because I'm just bumbling through this entire thing. Uh, Who's who's written such things as August 32 on Earth, Polytechnique, and then uh, Eric Roth, who's written such things as Forrest Gump, Munich, A Star is Born. The cast, the stacked cast that Corey talked about. Timothy, Timothy, Timothy Mm -hmm. Chalamet. Um, from Call Me By Your Name, Interstellar, and Little Women. Rebecca Ferguson, Can't Do No Wrong. Um, mm-hmm. From Dr. Sleep, The Greatest Showman, and Mission Impossible Fallout. Oscar Isaac from uh, Ex Machina, The Force Awakens, Sucker Punch. Josh Brolin from such things as Deadpool 2, Infin- Avengers Infinity War, and The Goonies. Hell we always yeah. have to remember he's a Goonie. Yeah. Um, and never Ste- forget. Never, uh, Stellan Skarsgård from Thor Dark World, Chernobyl, and Pirates of the Caribbean. Dave Bautista from Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, and Army of the Dead. Stephen McKinley Henderson from Fences, Lady Bird, and Lincoln. Zendaya from Superman Far From Home, Euphoria, Malcolm and Marie. Cheng Chen from Savages Forever Young, The Assassins. Sharon Duncan Brewster from Blooded, Snowflakes, Alien Containment. Charlotte Rampling from Spy Game, uh, Babylon AD, and Melancholia. Jason Momoa from Aquaman, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Sweet Girl. And Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men, Skyfall, and Beautiful. This has two... You want to do the rest? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Vicky Cristina Barcelona as well. <laughs> For my friend Sierra, shout out. She'll never see this episode, I don't think. She will. Uh, re- release date. September 3rd, 2021 in Venice. October 21st, 2021 in the United States. Runtime is 156 minutes. Budget and gross is $165 million with a gross so far, so far, of $147.2 million. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores 83% critics with 316 reviews, 92% audience with over 1,000 ratings. I just can't read today. That's uh, my issue. I have the updated uh, box office. Yes, as please. of today, as of recording, it's $220.7 million. You know, also... So it's doing all right. Yeah. You know You know what's interesting? So, uh, I, I am glad that... part two has not been announced yet, y'all. Well, the inter- at the time of this recording, the thing that I liked that you mentioned at the beginning of this episode was about Lord of the Rings. Um, and <laughs> My I, joke. <laughs> and I ended up doing a little bit of research on the, the budget because we, we did the episodes a, lot, a while ago and all that stuff. But it was like each movie was about 94, 95, and 96 million dollars per movie back in the day. But what does that look like inflation? It's 165 million dollars. Oh, it's the same as. So I'm like, okay. it's about, then I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, so it's just okay. wild. It's just wild all to right. think like, you know, like, oh, they're made for less. It's like, oh, they're actually made for about the same amount now. But uh, the $200 million movie is typically the standard that we see now for Big Temple. So yeah. seeing this not being that high is pretty wild. Um, with that, we can go to our complete spoiler world territory. You didn't do it. Spoiler! Well, I did that earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it for you. And uh, we'll do our favorite characters, our favorite parts. Um, favorite parts, favorite characters. Favorite parts, favorite characters. Our qualms and finally our ratings. Ratings suck. Um, And if we have some time, I'll I'll share a little bit of like, what they didn't do in the movie yeah. compared to what they did in the book without being a spoiler. Sure. Um, for the next movie. So who wants to go first? Favorite parts? Uh, I mean, here's the thing. The, uh, the game of chess that is happening through the first half of this film, uh, just kind of on everyone's mind of, we know why we're going here. It's kind of a suicide mission, but we're going to do it anyway and we're going to prove them wrong. Uh, was fascinating to me. I guess I'm going to spoil it. That wasn't like a thing in the book. Really? Because they were like, oh, the fiefdom has been passed down to uh, Atreides 
And then Shaddam the Fourth is like, oh, I fucking hate the Atreides. And then Baron's like, oh, I fucking hate the Atreides. And then they're like, Yeah, we're gonna do good. We're gonna we're gonna we're, help everybody. The Fremen are gonna like us. It wants to be good. It's all cool. And then like Duke is like, Yeah, man. Like I like these people. I like people. And then it's like you're living in there for a little bit, and you're like, Yeah, things can going go all right. well. And then but then here they change it where it's like. Emperor they, purposefully. Well, I love that uh, Gurney Halleck is like, you don't know what's happening to us. Mm-hmm. Like that, I that cha- that word of happening to us versus what's happening. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like this is a fate happening to you, and it sucks. Versus like this is an opportunity to become as rich as the Harkonnens. Yeah. So like, uh, I really like that. My my favorite thing inside that too was the meeting between uh, Oscar Isaac's character and Javier Bardem's character. Oh, yeah. That whole meeting was fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know the. Not just the ex- the exchanging of moisture, which was great, which was really well done. Uh, I think Jason Momoa really stood out in a lot of these scenes, uh, where he's ex- kind of explaining the culture of of the, the Fremen. yeah the Fremen. I was going to say the native people there, the Fremen, um, and how how he's kind of in love with it. Uh, but also in this moment, there's something kind of inside Paul Timothy Shallot Timothy Timothy's character that allows him, something inside of him tells him to kind of speak up to this guy. And Javier's, Bardem's character, uh, Stilgar, responds to it well, which I thought was really cool. And, you know, before he leaves, saying, I recognize you. Uh, I just thought his introduction uh, was fantastic. And I knew everything I needed to know about him as a character within those probably 20 seconds of, of a scene. Um, but yeah. And, and it also gave a lot about uh, the Duke. Uh, which I thought was was Oscar Isaac did wonderfully because he is this guy who, yes, there are protocols, but given that he knows he's going to a planet that he is uh, foreign on, the little nods of like you know telling people to stand down or like it's okay, like we're we're learning here. Whatever I, can what, get, whatever I can give you, I will not ask for anything in return. Yeah, um, you know, and then being like, we will have to go in the desert. I'm gonna be straight up with you, but know that like your homes are yours we're not looking for that or even when she goes to like tighten his suit and everyone's at, at and everyone's her. like ready to go and he's like guys guys we need their help uh you know again told you everything you needed to know about this character um Dana and I, Dana unfortunately she did call it Dana and I both like he's he's dead he's so dead he's a good dad he's dead <laughs> he's a dead man um you know, uh, and it shines through though in all of his scenes where he rescues all the people off the ship, and like he's that, a good guy. He that, was there to truly do good. In the book, that's a huge moment for Liet Kynes because it's like, oh, the spice is the only thing that matters, and they're like, fuck the spice. It's like we'll get the people. That's why he's human says, Damn life. The spice. Yeah. yeah, and it's a really big moment that everyone sees. Like, oh, Leto Atreides is like the most honorable man. Yeah, and yeah, and everyone man, loves him. Denis Villeneuve is 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 just fucking fantastic at scale. Oh, dude, the the just the part with Gurney and Paul and then you see Shai Hulud. Well, I'm even like, thinking about oh. Blade Runner when with the giant projection, joy, right? Yeah. The giant joy and you see the tiny uh, Ryan Gosling uh-huh. there and you're just like, it's sometimes it's hard to convey how large things are on a screen. Um, uh, like, you know, not to cast shade because I love this moment, but it was hard to tell the scale of the battle in Endgame like, mm-hmm. or, or in, in Ready Player One. It's hard to tell scale when you're putting so many things together at once, but using choice items such as a moment before this sandworm comes, you have Timothy Chalamet Paul against this large, uh, uh, the sand crawler kind of mm-hmm. thing that, that collects the spice. So you get the scale of that. And you're like, that's a huge machine. And then to have that thing become like pea-sized mm-hmm. in the mouth of this worm, you're like, 
that's a huge monster. Uh, and <laughs> well, I mean, when so, it comes, the ground below you falls yeah, apart. Yeah, like, oh, and, and, oh. and, and, and also shout out to him for using like, you know, I, I almost think it's almost an homage to like Jaws and the, the creature mm. features of the past where we don't see it until… In in the book… An hour and a half uh, in, hour 45 in, maybe even longer, We or maybe even longer, two hours in maybe. We don't see the full worm until then. There yeah. have been artist renderings that I think I like better than this version of the worm. But the cool thing, like the descriptor for the worm has been like, it's like looking into the mouth of hell. Yeah. And you're like… Oh. But, yeah. like all those teeth <laughs> but I just mean not showing it fully yeah. until that moment that oh, it's yeah. in front of him. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh fuck. Josh? Yeah. Favorite? Anyway. Uh, one of my favorite scenes… Uh, I mean just piggyback real quick on the on the saving the um, spice. The miners. The, the miners. That was a big one. So moving to another one. Um, I have the strange fascination with the power of pain. And like the… Like the… An animal the, how, you can contri- how you can kind of… Con- not control, but like… Go past pain with your mind. And so that scene where she's like, put your right hand in. What's in the box? And he's going through pain. so much pain, but he's having these visions and all that kind of stuff. You remember I the just, original one? No. It's what happens? Oh, yeah. really you see his hand through in the box and, and it like peels away like it's on fire and stuff. And it, then he takes it out and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. no. In 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 the original, yeah, in the in the, the Alan Smithy 1984 yeah. one, yeah, you see a visualization of how he feels, but in this one. Um, Denny Veneuve went on to uh, just think, the audio. I think he went on to Vanity Fair and did a little video about like how like I really just wanted this kind of this mystery sci-fi thing, so you don't see kind of like this just the whirling, like well, yeah. And then like Timmy Chalamet like moves his hand just so slightly so you could tell something's happening. And then there's someone compiled a really cool shot of every single um, dirty focus that had over um, uh, Gaius Helen Wilhelm's shoulder of his face, and it's like the range of pain that he goes through. So it's like yeah, a, it's a very good. Um, yeah, I've, I, that was a fascinating scene, just seeing it. And I thought, um, sorry, I don't really actually know how to say his name. Is it Timothy? Oh, yeah, it's yeah, Timothy. Timothy. Okay, I'm just Timothy. being a, I'm <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> um, Tom just or, says Timothy. Or Paul. Or Paul. Uh, well, no, I was going to remark on the actor's uh, performance. Like, just, you can tell. Like, he's whole. It, the thing about, like, good acting, it's like, nobody sets out to feel those emotions. Yeah. And so it's like, seeing his expression where he's going into like what the hell is happening mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden oh shit this hurts what the actual I, f i love yeah. the slow climbing because <coughs> he kind of like laughs to himself a little bit it's like oh i feel something I'll yeah like, yeah <gasps> uh um, you can, or you can call him what john mulaney calls him the boy the boy oh. the boy uh, <laughs> the boy um but also because you mentioned it the audio the audio of this entire movie is incredible uh, not just the soundtrack, but just even just the sound design and the mixing of it. Like one specific scene is the storm scene when they're in the um, they're in that little spaceship. Mm-hmm. The ornithop. When you're going through the the storm, you you're surrounded like like as in the theater. If you're in a five point one experience, you're you're in that you're in that thing. You're hearing things tink on the glass like all around you, and it was just like that's. Um, when I, I've been, I've talked about it, or I will be talking about it in a future episode about 5.1 mixing and design and whatnot, and they, they used it, like it, it was like wow. Uh, yeah, Denny said like he's like one of the major aspects of this film was knowing that I wanted to make a love letter to the theater going experience. Yeah, and, and you definitely feel that. And it's like the the subwoofer like felt it like, and it, it's the same experience at home like uh, with my my system my. I felt like my house was shaking. There was there is some subwoofer action. It was just, I mean, it was it was it was a fun experience. I, I will say, just going on some some audio cues. 
The way that they portrayed the voice oh, made the voice. me come yeah. so hard. Okay. Um, he's going full, like, he's just using the words. It, you usually parents just, listen to this show, <laughs> just, usually just want to throw that out there. Like, it made me Dune so hard. There you go. Um, Gave and, you a raging nerd out. Remember when we used to say that? <laughs> remember when we used to, remember that was our, that was our thing? It gave me a raging nerd out, and now Tom's over here being like, I camed. <laughs> I about cummed. Um, and then also the sound of uh, Baron Harkonnen's uh, suspenders, um, and they like, cr- like crackle open, like. But the I was like, oh. But real quick with the voice, like what oh. I thought was so interesting about it was it's like it's pitched, it's delayed, like oh. they speak, but it's also slightly. It's a little whisper off. before. No, yeah. it's, it's delayed. Stacking. It's delayed. Yeah, there's multiple. It sounds like there's multiple it, voices. There's multiple stacked, voices, and it's slightly delayed, and like there's like. There's like this chessboard happening with it, it was it was good. I I it thought was, it was good. Uh, when uh, Helen uh, guys Helen Mohayam does it, and I was just like, "That's the power of the Reverend Mother." Don't <laughs> understand. And I was like, <laughs> oh. I was all about uh, Rebecca Ferguson's oh, use Lady Jessica, in, Lady Jessica in the helicopter. Oh, oh. so so yeah, I just so for the people who don't oh, know, Benny Jenner. Yeah. So in the Dune universe, like. They kind of have like a structure of like power of like the emperor rules over a lot of shares of Chome. Everything's pretty much like imagine Amazon been space. Yeah. Um, because Chome is the one that's like, we're the ones that allowed certain things, certain goods to be transferred to certain places. And so the emperor like has a lot of shares of that company. The rest of the high houses, like Atreides and the Harkonnens, have other shares of that place. But also the spacing guild. Um, and then also the Benny Jesuit have like those controls. So pretty much you could see like that's like the network of power. Um, and so the Benny Jesuit just knowing like they they do a pretty good job of keeping them a little bit in the shadows. And then you know uh, Lado says like I always trust you. You gave me a son even when you walked in the shadows. Um, that they have uh, duplicitous uh, 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 purposes and and intentions for everyone. And Doctor Ua says he's like, no disrespect to your mother, but the <sighs> Benny Jesuit only Man. serve themselves. And it's like, <laughs> it's well, oh, even so. even having the Harkonnens uh, on the on the airplane, being like, why aren't we just killing him? Because then we'll have to answer to a truth sayer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, okay, fuck. And, I don't and, want uh, that. I don't want that. No, yeah, never and, mind. And so yeah, and and so that tells you right there. These yeah. ruthless dudes are like, why don't we just kill him? Well, because then. Uh, have to deal with the mother and like oh no, no. And, and so that's the thing uh-uh. like you know the book the audiobook is 12 hours long and they're making this into a five hour movie you know like you know part one part two um just compacting I would have watched a four and a half hour cut of this oh I, I, part one I, I mean can, I can and anyway. I'll get into that in the qualms but um but like we we're watching I'm like they're throwing so every line isn't wasted every line means something yes yes and yes, so yes, when yes. she's like I was trained by the reverend mother it's like yeah like Lady Jessica's like one of the most powerful Benny Jesuits and it's like God, y'all don't even know. Um, and then we get to see that. And, and then she trained. A, she trained a, a man, yeah. which they're not what? stoked about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So far, yeah, yeah, yeah. so far. <laughs> well, well, in the book, they or in the movie, they said it's like you think you know, it was a generation. You were told two, to give us uh, uh, only daughters. On a, yeah. Um, because they want to create like the Benny doesn't want to create the Kwisatz Haderach, which is the perfect being, um, who can use. Uh, the voice it's a male trained in the Benny Jesuit way because only Benny Jesuits are women um, yeah. but they want a, a male that they could control right and so the fact that she raised her son to not be be able, be able to be controlled by Benny Jesuit they're like this ultimate being may not be in our control we don't like that because yeah. the Benny Jesuit are literally assigned to every great house yeah. and the emperor and all that stuff so like in ipso facto they've actually been controlling the universe and, right and, and, from the shadows yeah, and then like you know when when uh, she leaves, she's like, "We've done everything we can for you on Arrakis," 
And, uh, you know, Paul realizes... Paved the way, right. Yeah, Paul realizes, like, oh, all part of the superstition of plans created by the Bene Gesserit. It's like, this is the way. Oh, when they're all, like, chanting at they're him? They're all chanting yeah. Lisan Agaib, and it's like, oh, my God. And it's... It, I, I was... They were... Oh, yeah. So, it, I, it, I loved it. But um, some favorite parts for me, yeah. Uh, Gum Jabbar scene is badass. Um, I really liked uh, the, the, the training fight with Gurney Halleck and Paul in the beginning. Um, the in scene, oh, when he's like, I'm just not in the mood today. The yeah, mood. mood. In, well, I mean, in the in the Dune version, in the Dune version, in the Lynch version, um, Alan Smithy, Alan Smithy version. Uh, like he is legit sitting at a table. It's like never sent for back behind the door. But in this one, he's like actually training. So I'm like, okay, it's a little updated because it's not just like this scene is made for this. The yeah. shields. Oh yeah. Oh, so the yeah. shields in the original are ridiculous. Are square people. They're yeah. square people. They're just like a layer on top of the, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it's I did, awesome. I did like, you know, so like there is a difference in the cast between Josh Brolin and Patrick Stewart for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Patrick Stewart is definitely, he can do the more gentle like, warrior poet thing better than Josh Brolin can. But I like that they inserted those little shots of him carrying the book with poems or him saying, saying poetry. Saying the poetry, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's a really good way to kind of show this character. Um, the levels all, uh, of the character. Yeah. yeah. Also, I, I just loved the the Mentats and seeing them. It's a word that's not used in the movie, but it's all, it's it's um, uh, Stephen McKinley, I forget his last name, but uh, it's the people who could flip their eyes and go white. Yeah. They're, they're the human computers. They literally can think like a computer. Um, and they don't explain why. I don't know if they'll do in the second part. Oh, but when he did when he did the calculations, it's like how, how much, how did, it much cost? did it cost them? Yeah, it's like thirteen million solaris. It's like oh my god. So like that stuff, but like yeah, just oh, yeah, he's like including flight and uh, whatever round whatever. trip. Yeah. yeah, and it's stuff like that where like you know being a Dune fan, you you, you got to see those things like oh my god. And and you know comparing to the the Lynch version, like so many things in that movie were indoors, and seeing all this stuff happen outdoors is really nice. Yeah, like, the still suit check, the changing of the of the the fiefdom. Uh, all this stuff happened outdoors in, in, in Denny's version. And it's like really nice because it's like, wow, they have the technology to make this look realistic. In, uh, you know, older films, you you, you go indoors because you could control more. Um, but here, yeah, I like, I, I, I enjoyed a lot. I, I, yeah. More favorite parts, please. Uh, I mean, Duncan Idaho. All the body taps? Any any oh. any time he's pretty much on screen, I was oh. like, yes. When, uh, and like how when, he goes down is pretty bad. When when they're when he's taught when he's teaching everyone about the different things like the uh the the digging tool and uh, the thumpers and stuff like that and just uh You've gone native. Yeah, just how how I I thought Jason Momoa was perfect casting for this character, right? He's charismatic. He was the most like everyone was like, I think he's gonna be the worst. Because yeah. everyone thought he was just like, Oh, they got the guy who's really famous and popular right now, but like he he, he no. shined. He shined. He so shined. Well. As it was the cool to see him in shot. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different than Aquaman for so long. Like, I have. I also have such a soft spot. I know he was barely in it, but I have such a soft spot for Dave Bautista. Oh. And and I've said this off mic a lot. I don't know if I've said it on here. Like shout out to you know Hulk Hogan and The Rock for like and and, and Andre the Giant for like cracking the door open and John Cena yeah and for for these these wrestlers to become uh, actors in movies. When you talk about someone who's pushing their range coming from mm. a wrestling world, like Batista does not shy away from trying anything and really pushing his. I mean, he started with like Blade Runner was the first time I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, he's not just like a wrestler actor. No. Like, I know uh, he's I was, a big man with tiny glasses. Steve's, I'm so sorry. I love The Rock, I love his energy, but he's The Rock. I've never seen him play anything like this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you always know you're watching The Rock. You're not watching Doctor right. Stone, right? So like, yeah. right? So like, it's it's nice to to I I really 
love him for for doing stuff like this. And I love Denis for for taking him in again as a, in his next film because he was a highlight of twenty forty nine. Yeah, Ma- massive um like props to just Batista also being like he didn't want to be in the Suicide Squad and he didn't want to be in the next Fast and Furious. He's like, I want to challenge myself, and I'm like, that's huge. Yeah, and someone who knows like and he, the thing is like I really like that he's he he's aware that his range isn't as wide as he wants it to be. So he's constantly crafting and and mm-hmm. and, and fine-tuning his craft. Taking classes and, and you know, um, I know he said that he when he got the role for Drax, he immediately signed up for acting classes like that mm-hmm. night and yeah. has been doing them since. And he's so, super loyal. Yes. Like, um, yeah. So I, I thought he was wonderful in this as the Baron's nephew. Um, so anytime the two of them were on screen. The Beast like, Rub On. And David Dismalchen as Panta. I also loved the voice effect they had on the on uh, Baron. No, oh. well, on the Baron, yes, but on the uh, the super aggressive like f- jumper warriors. Mm. Oh, the Sardaukar. Yeah, yeah the Sardaukar. Yeah. So, so yeah, the it, voice effect they had on them also was pretty fast. Oh, and then also so just seeing the guy going, like, uh, doing all the chanting. I was like the throat, so, the throat chanting. I was so yeah, all about, like oh, this, they ah. take their death seriously. I, ah, I'm so. About I mean, it. They, I yeah. I mean to comment on that like. They're they're making plans of like oh we're gonna have three legions of this of this and everybody's like oh shit yeah well and also like, everyone's even, like why have even that Ido many was like when you face somebody like that, yeah you yeah. know yeah, yeah. What, what you're fighting I I also did like how that lent to knowing that the uh, Atreides like army is formidable because they're like isn't that a bit of overkill how many people we have and they're like no. These guys fight. Well, Gurney Halleck is the yeah the war master, and then uh, Duncan Idaho is the weapon master, and they're the most power, like the strongest warriors in the entire Imperium. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just meant when the Baron's like uh, polka dot man was <laughs> was talking to to them, and he they were like, "Isn't that too many?" And they're like, "No, they're they're really good fighters, and we need to just kind of overwhelm them." Yeah, uh, because otherwise they don't stand a chance. And it really tells you why you know when Oscar Isaac's talking about how we've mastered air and we've mastered sea, now we want sand power, desert power. Desert power. Uh, you know, you get the hints of how how anyone can kind of say that they're a powerful force, but to have the Baron's right hand man collecting what what everyone thinks is overkill in reality isn't uh, is pretty impressive. And 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 Piter, so um, uh, Thufi Hawat, um, who is the guy who does the calculations, like every you know Duke or Baron has to have their their mentat, and so that's yeah. what Piter is to the when Baron. He tries to resign. Oh. And Oscar Isaac's like, now you would resign. You would rob us of your gifts. Of your talents, yeah. And it's like, if you would care about your pride, go find me some spies. I'm like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> but like, another hint that Oscar Isaac's just a good ass dude. Um, Everyone makes mistakes, my man. Oh, yeah. Go fix it. <laughs> but like, I loved also um, the scene with the um, the Hunter Seeker. Oh, <laughs> um, I was, I'm like sitting here going, I want to talk about the Hunter Seeker. <laughs> so talk about it. Okay, I'll say one thing. You could say the rest. The Hunter Seeker looks like a mosquito and that means a lot to me because mosquitoes love me oh. and I hate it. So I was, so like, I was like, I'm Paul. To me, I'm like, <laughs> I hate these things. Go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, like, it, like, up to this point of the movie, you're like, you're feeling that rumble, like this like suspense rumble of you're like, something's happening. But that scene was the first time I was like, oh shit, strange things are afoot at Dune. Things <laughs> are not... Okay. <laughs> not, things are not okay in the city of Arakeen. <laughs> yeah, things are not... Things are not as they seem. And I was like, because I, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, it's a stressful circumstance. We're taking over a planet. There's a lot of like, I mean, there, it, there's it, some profit that can got, be had. They got and, sabotaged. Yeah, and things like, are happening. Yeah. And then that, you were like, oh. oh, okay, this isn't a smooth transition. Got it. People don't like them. Uh, got it. Tom, yes. being the bookman you are, uh, the fact that he caught it with his hands is a big deal. 
Very. I mean, well, so that's like his. Is it like Harry Potter and the Seeker? Uh, no. It's like it's like it's like Neo and a bullet. Gotcha. It's like way more. It's like oh shit. Um, because the thing is, and that's the because they comment on these like the, the like the warriors of old. Yeah. Well, that's the thing where like Paul again he inherits too much. Like he literally is a son of a Benny Gesserit, which never happens. He is a trained mentat from his father, who's a duke. So he's a prince who's taking Arrakis, and he's also the like conspired prophetic like. The one. The one. And it's just like, you're also a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, he, he it's, it's a lot. Have fun but, with that. But, like, that was the thing where it's like, the Bane Jesuit have worked in these ways to try to create the perfect, you know, being. Um, but that's, a, to your point of the hunter-seeker scene, like, I like that, in the book, it's kind of benign. Like, the lot, there's a lot of tension in Paul's um, uh, monologue, inner monologue that happens, like an anime. But then, how they showed it in the film, they just made it very interesting. Like, having him look at the... Um, the, the photographs and stuff like that. And then they have, like, Denny Veneuve loves putting people in lights and yes. holograms. And so see him I walk the through idea the, of that, hide, like, hide where in he's the light. getting his information. Oh, like yeah. The, 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 like, the hollow books. Yeah. yeah, the hollow books. I was like, that and, is dope. And also, to me, I was kind of like, there's a lot of just, like, understanding of the world and they did it through Paul's eyes of like you're learning what the Fremen suits are the the still, still suits and and the sand, the walking. sand walking which is just you know cool dancing and then uh, you know like what the what the Shihalu the worms are all this stuff and you're seeing it all happen you're seeing like a little mouse which is important as we saw is there one Shihalud or they call all of them that like they essentially like them. the deity of they're them. called the maker got it yeah so there's there's many and because um, I know at one point Zendaya says from Shihalud himself mm-hmm but that's just like the like if you were like to take though this is li- lightning from th- from Zeus himself you're like yeah all lightning is Zeus I, all worms are Shihalud this isn't is that I, right yes this isn't really a spoiler but the fremen do play a little bit analog of what happens with religious fanaticism okay so i did like the the worm riding getting shown yeah when that happened i heard tom go oh yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. well cuz that one of the things i remember from the 1984 uh, version uh, is the is the it's sandworm the right? Well, actually, this happened when um, what did, what is the doctor Liat? Uh, Liat Kynes. Liat Kynes. She pulls out her hook, oh, and so I hear badass. I hear Tom two seats down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I knew I was like I know it's gonna happen, but, but it like, didn't work out. But the thing in the book, like Liat Kynes has a very unceremonious death, and so like there's like Liat Kynes disappears in the desert, and Sarkar gets him. I was like that's it. And also uh, Liat Kynes is a dude in the book. I liked the. Oh, the thumper. Oh, and also, I serve one god. Yeah. His name is Shai Halu. I was like, ah! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's what I mean. That, that moment there. Bitties. Uh, Bitties. I mean, for me, honorable mention to the sand mice. I just oh. think that they and are the cutest the, the little water? thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness. I was like, there's my favorite character. <laughs> I did like when, when she got stabbed that the water comes out from the suit. A little oh, detail, yeah. Yeah. but you hear it too, and you see um, just a little bit of water coming out. You're like, oh, the moisture. The, the moisture. My <laughs> last favorite scene that I wrote down was the uh, knife fight between uh, oh, Paul and Chami. Chami? Chami, yeah. Chami. Uh, Chamis, sorry. Chamis. Uh, it was really cool so to the, see because… Jay because I was watching with subtitles to make sure I got everything. Yeah. Um, it was just cool to see because I love when characters are underestimated. And Paul, we've seen through the movie that He's not to be messed with. I mean, no. he, he's good at fighting. He's been trained. He le- by the best. literally learned from the two best. Yeah, and it's <laughs> in it the was galaxy. Cool to see where you have, you can tell their best fighter. He's got two Obi Wans. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's got two of them. He's, well, it's like powerful. he had Obi Wan and Qui Gon yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it was cool to see this happening. And what I loved about the scene is that you have this guy uh, from the Freeman who's their best warrior, and he's going into it like I'm going to win. 
And it's cool to see his reactions through the fight of like, I'm losing. What the hell is with this kid? Like, uh, the, is he toying with him? I love yeah. the, that Javier line. Is he, yeah. is he playing with him? And She's then like, no, he, he's never killed anyone before. Which is important for that scene because again, like you're splitting the book into two movies. And so how to make a three-act structure out of this is kind of like a, an interesting puzzle. So to make it where like, Paul becomes a man at the end with this fight and like how he has to kill the because in the book the first time he kills someone is in the plane in the ornithopter he kills someone he kills one of the one of the 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 Harkonnens one of the Harkonnens got it um because he uses the voice and, and kills one of them and so like it would make it very unceremonious of like he just kills another person at the end of the movie yep but like this is like oh so she kills everyone show how badass she is and then here they make it so that this important battle like he saw his death he saw. The, the dagger be given to him, but also he saw Jameis being his friend. Yeah. And so it's like he's seeing all the paths aligned in front of him. I so. agree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I liked all the different languages used for secret conversations. Oh, yeah. Like so. this, their, their own sign language plus it's, uh, it's, speaking like… It's uh, called their battle language. Is it? Uh, I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, And then the doctor and Paul having their own conversation in Mandarin. In Mandarin like… Uh, and you know, and Paul, I wish I could have heard him speak more languages because he mentions how he learned their language, but he never uses it uh, once they're on the planet. Uh, but it, it, I like that bit of like, yeah, these are all useful tools. Okay. They're not. They're not. I don't want to just learn a language to learn a language. Like, I need to learn this language because then I can talk to this person when I need to, uh, even in front of his mom, and she has no idea what's happening. He's just like, you know, be on your guard when you go in there. They work, they work only for themselves. Those little things like that, or when she's signaling that, you know, uh, one of them on the plane is deaf, so the voice isn't necessarily going to work how we want. We can't just tell them all to stop. Like, we have to figure out a way to do this creatively. Um, so then he says, she says, you know, you're not ready. And then him having the guard remove her her uh, mouth uh, cloth mm -hmm. so that she could, yeah, I just love that kind of stuff. The little, oh, little the gag, spy yeah. stuff, yeah. Um. We'll we'll round it out so we don't get too long in the teeth. Yep. Um. Yeah. Like I, I guess I, I just I just I just really love watching this movie and seeing like the book stuff that I like I read. I'm like, oh man, it's it's coming to life and seeing where all these characters are and how they they, they interact with each other and that's like the fun of like oh this character's really important oh that character's really important oh that character's gonna go and then also like Baron Harkonnen like he's not some weird bumbly is it Harkonnen or Harkonnen. Same. Okay. Um, uh, like not this weird bumbly dude. He's like this creepy man who's got this like he flowy and all that stuff. But also like I said, I, you could join her. Yeah, Skarsgård is he? He kills it. I think he, his he voice. So, he just has the join most. her. Yeah. I was he like, oh no, kill the demanding all. voice. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, it's yeah. all about the intricacy of language too. Like I said, you could join her, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, man. A, a when, well, because at first when he said you, you said you would release her from her agony. I thought he was going to be like, I already have. She's dead. But when he said, I said you can join her, I was like, oh, no. It's even worse than <laughs> and, that. And Dr. Yue… <laughs> she was already dead. And but, Dr. Yue definitely knew. So, yeah. like, that's that's the thing where he's, like, he's got him by the ball. So. Oh, I had, real quick, just a further note on the the shields. Like, the… The weapons they come up with to, to get through the shields, like the slow-moving bullets and oh, stuff. But the, the slow sword thing, like, the, the amount of training that it would take to fight fast… But then your actual killing blow is slow mm -hmm. to get through the shield. Is just like because you can, if you're watching the 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 fight scenes, you're like you you see it. You're like oh shit, they're slowing down just just a bit. Just yeah, a, and and Gurney does he, that all when, in that first scene. When Idaho blocks the the oh, slow the, bullet, yeah, oh. that got that got uh, Duke Leto. Yeah, you're yeah. like oh man. Um, but let's go favorite characters. Favorite characters. We'll do three. Oh, what do you want three? To do? 
Okay. Two? Okay. Did you have two or three ready? I had two ready, but on the spot, I can come up with another one. Okay. Tom? I'll go first. Uh, Lady Jessica, my number one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number two, Paul. Uh, Number three, um, I would say, I mean, yeah. For sure, Duncan Idaho. Mm-hmm. Duncan Idaho, for sure. He he's he's really fun and, and it's very nice. Like when he, like he shows back up and he's like my Duke, my Duke. I was like, oh yes. He's, but then also no like, longer my boy. Yeah, but then like when he comes back and he's front of the starter and he's whooping all of them. And all of a sudden you're like, oh he died. And then he comes back I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. You know what I'm <laughs> It's so good. Yeah, uh, it's you so good. Uh, I'll go because I have mine ready. Uh, Paul number one. Mm-hmm. I just. Uh, I enjoy watching his journey through this and the amount of, he has to grow so much in different circumstances going from the basic, I don't want to say boy, but going from the boy who's getting into a man, his dad's like, Hey, this is going to be yours someday. And he's embracing, embracing that. And then having to embrace almost an entirely different reality where it's like they went in onto this planet for one thing. And now their lives are, are changed, which it almost makes you like when you're watching it again and you're watching some of the nods and you're like, oh, you poor guys. You don't even know what putting that seal is doing to you right now. And you're like, oh. When ah. when when Paul says goodnight, Dr. Ua, and Ua stops for the 10 seconds, you're like, oh, he knows. Uh, my next one is Dr. Leah Kynes. Okay. Uh, I just dug her. She was a badass. Yeah. Um, man, I'm going to say Stilgar. Okay. I just, he just seems like such a badass. And I'm just, I'm, it's more so like an, an anticipation like, because I'm like, there's going to be more in there. There's going to be more. And I love Javier. Like he just, yeah. he's, he's just f- a fascinating actor to watch. He's effortlessly and, cool. Yeah. Javier yeah. Bardem, even in No Country Roman, we're supposed to be like really scary. That whole friendo scene, I'm like, he's so fucking cool though. <laughs> That's uh, he's honorable. so cool. That's he's honorable. So, honorable. Oh, honor, he's so cool. Honor requests me to leave. I gotta go. It's like Chris damn. Pratt. He's so cool. It's so cool. This this movie is just amazing. With the talking about the ensemble uh, at the yeah. beginning of just like it. It's this it's one stacked. is legitimately a hard. It was a hard decision to make just two favorites because it's like wow, Corey? what a good cast. Corey? Lady Jessica, mm-hmm. straight out the gates. Mm-hmm. Could watch her four and a half hours. Rebecca Ferguson could do no wrong. Rebecca Ferguson is is she's base for days. She's base generate. <laughs> she's, she's the, the baney generate. She's the goat in this movie for sure. Um, her her range is just fantastic, and her moments of like true fear, but also staying strong. And her her you know f- fear is the the is litany the, of fear. Yeah, her whole dialogue about fear is is really wonderful. Um. Duncan Idaho is is a is a immediate second. Uh, again, could have watched a whole movie about him too. Uh, and then Josh Brolin, oh um, uh, Gurney Halleck, Gurney, yeah. Gurney, man. Uh, you know, not only because of his, you know, his take on his weapon training was great. You know, like you don't get to be in the mood for battle, and then later on he gets woken up in the middle of the night to have to battle. It's like his words ring true immediately. You don't always get to be in the mood, and what does he do? Fucking kicks into action. And he's like, everyone with me, and is leading everybody. And you know, yeah, and 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 you know, he's so loyal to the Duke as well. Like he's ready to to, you know, when Silgar doesn't address him as Duke, and you call him Duke, you call him Sir Sir or Sire. Yeah, and then Oscar's like, "Mm, chill. Uh, But I I just, I his poetry in the middle of all these things. I love a character, chill a white dude, Uh, (laughs) with a beard, beard. Uh, love a character who who 
can mix this. I mean, it's a beautiful juxtaposition, right? You're yeah. in this desert, war-torn desert, and yet you're reciting some of the most beautiful poetry I've ever heard. That's you know, and he has him on lock for the situation he's in. Uh, gotta love that. So those are my like three. that moment when he says, "Goonies never say die." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when yeah yeah when he's in the battle scene and he's like, "I'm not wearing hockey pants." <laughs> Anyway, I couldn't even do it. I couldn't do it with a straight face. <laughs> you had to do it. I had to. Um, so now qualms. Quim quams. Who wants to go first? Not me. Um, I'll go first because I'm the grump. That's why. Um, I'll go first in the in the votings. I'll, I'll say. Um, I th- so I'm curious if you have a specific one. Well, so when I I when I'm watching this movie and uh, seeing uh, Chani's uh, narration going on for what's happening, it's really nice because you get to see like what. We're kind of dealing with we're in another world, another time. We're seeing like the relationships and like this story of the Fremen and the Harkonnens and this kind of like foreboding thing of like, and we're just waiting for our next oppressors. Doom. And then it's like, oh, okay. So this is like the the, you know, this is the the preamble, the foreword, right before we get into the thing. Part of me wishes it was another character, um, a character that's not introduced. Um, yet. And it would be a little weird, so I guess. Is this a book-related qualm? It's kind of book-related because like Chani is very important, and from what I've heard, that the second one's going to revolve more around her in this one. I'm like, sure. And especially the fact that, like, the film is called Dune. It's based off the planet, so, like, it's a namesake and all that stuff. But there are characters a little bit— I'm going to say this, and I don't want to make it, like, a spoiler, but kind of like how Jeff Nimoy said, like, how his Digimon movie, uh, he wanted Ty to narrate the whole thing because he was throughout the entire thing, and then he wasn't, so they had to put Kari in it, even though she's not the main character throughout the whole thing. So, for me, there is someone that I think— they could have put in and and end there. If they ended it there, I think I would have been like, hands down, this is, don't, no one could touch it. No one can touch end it. End it where? It's in a book. Oh. It's, it's, it's in the book. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't read the book, but it's when um, more things happen. It, it, it's, it's further on than where we ended off in this film. Um, I think where he ended off this film is, is fine. I think there's a place where he could have ended would have been like, bum, 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 bum. And it's like, Fuck, yeah, I'm, I'm ready because this, this doesn't really have an ending. Kind of, I like, mean, like it ends into like a well. This is just the beginning. And, sure, and, and not. I, I'm only curious about this because your biggest qualm with Fellowship of the Rings was exactly this. Yeah, and so it's like, but I would say, but you're giving this one a pass. No, I would say okay. to the point. I think Fellowship has a better ending than this. Okay, because they both kind of end up the well. This is just the beginning. Um, I wish we could do like a, a back in time thing. We didn't film that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I, I, that was a big qualm of Thomas with Fellowship. He's like, there's no real ending. Yeah. So I was curious if you're going to have that same one here. And it sounds yeah, like you it's do. it's the same one. It's the same one. And I think it's more egregious here than it is with Lord of the Rings. Um, especially the fact, I mean, there's going to be a reason I think they're going to play out. But anyways, second qualm. Um, this is a right. dumb, dumb one. Why is Why did Duncan have a beard when we first saw him and then no beard later? Because time had passed. But you would think the beard would have grown. You think maybe he? Why would he maybe shave? Maybe out on the it, desert, beards and, aren't as great. And this is also a chance for me to. And Duke Leto needs to learn something. Uh, yeah, this he, is a, this is a chance for me. Died. To, a chance for me to kind of like show off a little bit of Dune knowledge. They don't do a lot of like um, writing of how people look at all. Mm. There's no writing about like anyone's skin tones or or anything like that. Maybe like the Baron Harkonnen being like this gluttonous monster, but like never of like how people really look other than blue within blue eyes. Um, or, like, their skin's wrinkled by time and sand. Um, but, like, having Gurney Halleck have, like, the Jason Momoa beard that we all know and love at the beginning. I'm Duncan like, Idaho? Yeah. Uh, and it's like, okay. And then also having clean shave later on. I think, it, to me, would have been more understandable, like, 
him being clean shaven at first and then seeing him later bearded up. It's like, cause it's mm-hmm. been four weeks and he's had to survive in the desert and everyone else who has a beard well, is totally he came, fine. He came back from the desert and was like, oh, I need to shave. I guess it was just a very like, why? Yeah. Uh, to me, other than like, oh, I just shave it for a movie. I'm like, sure. Yeah. Totally fine. If you shave it for me, that's fine. But it's like, he was like, but that doesn't make any sense. Mole on the neck. Uh, it's a very like, in this whole it's world. beard. Yeah. It's 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 the beard beard on the face. Yeah, on the face. <laughs> yep, uh, yep, but those yep. are like my main two ones of like, I don't know about that. Uh you too, Joshua. Yeah, I, I only have one and I'm gonna do my okay. very best to uh describe it or to put it into words. Um I usually when we do these kinds of movies, I try to stay off the internet and see any sort of reviews or anything like that. Um the one that I know that this has gotten a little bit like flack is that it's it's long and and slog, slogging uh, around uh, along didn't bother me because like going into it i was like there's a lot to cover here and you're doing a a cut down version so to speak even though it's a two and a half hour movie you're like you're still cutting it down what i didn't like is i felt like you got all of that and you i s- still walked away like i got half of a movie because technically as we've already mentioned part two hasn't even been announced and so at the time of this recording at the time of this recording which is the Sunday after its release where you're like the balls on the filmmakers to be like we're gonna do this thing and we're gonna commit which bravo but not knowing for I mean it's probably gonna happen yeah I mean it's probably it's already made money back so but not knowing that for sure I I don't know it it rubs me the wrong way but that's that's my qualm yeah and sure for me, I've I've had that similar feeling because you have Pirates of the Caribbean, you've had Lord of the Rings, you've had some films that are shot back to back. So why not this one? Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think about and say, and this is like the babiest of spoilers for the book, is that there is a time jump. And so, to me, I'm like, if they get a but little, but not at this point, they could. I see. And so that's the thing where it's like they probably could have shot some stuff from two and been like, cool, we can wait, and then because. I mean, to be fair to this movie, it, it's not a qualm that ruins my experience of it at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or my enjoyment of well, it. It's just to, one of those things that, because to be perfectly honest, if I'm super, super honest, I watched it a second time just to try to see. Well, like, it, because I walked away from the first show and going, that was really good. I don't have anything. And then I watched it again. I was like, I still don't have the only inkling. Yeah. This is my inkling. Like, I kind of have a qualm. Well, I, but I mean, not, it's, it's more in the sense of like, I better get the the end of this saga yeah. right now because it's kind of, it's kind of like even with BVS where it's like okay I already know that Zack Snyder is going to shoot Just League right after BVS so you're like oh at the year after BVS Just League is going to come out so you're like oh okay so 2022 Dune, Dune Part 2 we don't know like, we don't know like, bro yeah. <laughs> bro no, bro <laughs> bro hold on bro <laughs> Corey um, yeah I mean my I have one I'll gloss past one of my two is that it, the place they ended it seemed I either I needed like a little more just another, uh, like a little more of a, I don't mind that there's, I understand this part one, part two, like Lord of the Rings, like mm-hmm. I get it. But but like you said, the place they ended it was just a little like, I don't want to use the word cliffhanger, but I'm going to because I can't think of anything else. There wasn't as much of a cliffhanger as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Like I either needed a shot of them going into their- The siege. The siege. Maybe would have left me a little more like, oh shit. Um, but w- where it ended definitely I felt like it ended in the middle of a scene almost. Um, and so that, that was it. That was my, my one little one. Again, I don't have an issue with, with not finishing the story because part one and part two. Um, but my other qualm was that 
I either, I think my my issue is that I want the four and a half hour cut because and I <sighs> I either needed things to happen quicker and more of it, or or give me the four hour cut where I do get to breathe like this wants to breathe. Well, apparently, and this is the one one thing I read online that because I know that they said that. Jason Moe saw like a four and a half hour cut and was like, it's fucking, everyone should see this. Well, apparently there was a scene between uh, 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 Dr. Yue and Lady Jessica and he was like, and, La- and Dr. Yue is like telling Lady Jessica about his wife mm-hmm. and I, how he wants to get her back but he can't get her because the Baron Hart Stuff like that. that. And I was just like, apparently there was a scene that he's like, he's like crying and I was like. So that's what I mean. Like I either needed, I either needed. Release the Villeneuve <laughs> to, I, Yeah, I either needed it to be uh, like quicker so that I could get to another one of those bigger moment cliffhangers. Because the fight, I feel like I needed one more scene after this fight scene, knife scene for for uh, Paul to really experience that he had killed a man or his mom to acknowledge it or something to happen after this. But it just kind of like, anyway, we're going to go. And then it ends. And I was like, I need to see more of this, which great. But uh, I, I think I needed the, yeah, I'm gonna say Denny this. Cut. I'm, I'm gonna say this. The Af- Denny cut. After the after the rating, I want to talk a little bit about where I think it should have ended. And we could do it. Okay, a yeah, bit of for that. sure. For sure. And you've you've seen the Lynch version. But like yeah, long okay. Time ago. So okay, uh, it was not gonna be a spoiler I, for anybody. So those those are my 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 big qualms. And okay. I, I don't I do think this could have I think two and a half hours is not long enough for a movie like this. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the funny thing, right? So like, like you telling me that that scene got cut, like having that come to fruition. Yeah. And and seeing it's and, him and, in that moment, being like, oh, well, like, and so like everyone's like, oh, he has something on the line, right? Like, um, but like also a lot of people were really happy that uh, Ching Chen like was the, one of the first major actors in a huge thing that didn't get whitewashed, right? Right, like, right, right, right. That could have been a big thing, like, oh, Doctor Yue, of course we're gonna make them like not Asian because we don't want to be racist. Like, no, just fucking make the character look good. Yeah, you know, like um, you, don't have, you don't have to worry about that stuff. And I, it would have made me feel more torn about when he betrayed them because mm-hmm. when he did, I was like, now he's just a doctor man. that betrayed them. Yeah, right I now. get that and, he has a wife, but they kind of throw it in there, yeah, and, expositiony. And I was like, if they had had that scene in there, and all he would have had to say is, "I'm sorry," you know, I need to save my wife, and that could have been it. It would have been a little less like. The Baron in the middle of this. My Baron has my wife. Anyway, I'm putting a tooth in. Like, uh, like, and let it. it this movie wants to breathe. Let it breathe. Um, we'll we'll talk about it after the rating. Okay. Um, so now rating, rating now numbers. So Josh is first. Apparently, Josh first. is first. Josh is first. Uh, is it written down or not? <laughs> it is written down, but it's just like that's. I hate writing down the score because we talk, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's different. Yeah. No, it's a four point nine. Four point nine for. Were Josh. you thinking of lower or higher? Uh, just you don't have it to. It was say. gonna be lower. Okay. Four point nine. Um, four point nine. It's practically perfect. Uh, I, I make it. I would have loved to have been the movie as it stands right now. It's four point nine. Okay. Uh, mine mm-hmm. is lower. Mine's a four point eight. Um, and I think it's because I don't know if I could have directed it better. I think I might have been able to write off one last polish. And I think I could have ended it where I think it would have been better. I think it would have been really a better cliffhanger. And I think it would have tied things up to be like, the film needs to have, to me, a little bit more intrigue. So people just want to dive so deep into it. And then they want to just read the books before even the next movie comes out. Um, I want that. And then also, um, there are certain things in there that drive a lot of tension. And I think Denis Villeneuve was against the wall of, I have to make 
Paul and Jessica the most likable characters I could possibly make them and show you their struggle and show you what they've been through so that when they come out on the other side, it's very earned that they are like the the the, the heroes of the story. Yeah. Um, where the Dune saga isn't really about the traditional hero story. So it's really cool. I'm not um, very interested in Paul. I'll be honest. I, I'll, I, I want, we'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> Lady just called day though all day. Uh, your your number, Corey. Uh, four point six. I was the right. Corey, you're you, right, everyone, right. everyone was right. <laughs> everyone was right. <laughs> everyone was right. I loved this movie. Um, you know, to quote some other uh things I've watched, to quote some other people at the table here. Uh, I, I hope there's a second one because I don't think I would go back and watch this if I. Can't watch if I can't finish the story. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll tell you this right now. It's not something I would like add to my collection. Like you got to see Dune Part One. Is there Part Two? No, but you got to <laughs> check this out. But this one, we're like to your to your yeah. Like it's it's just yeah. I I I want. I think everything will be paid off in Part Two. But as it stands right now, I'm kind of just like I don't care about the hero all that much, um, and I I really care about. His mom. <laughs> um, I'll I'll say it this way. Uh, yeah, I, I and there I, is that I did see you talk about this a little bit, and in the it was in the back of my mind watching it, and I haven't read what you've posted yet. Um, and we can either talk about this off screen or or on the episode. But I was that whole time being like, so this white kid is going to come in and save all the natives. That seems dated. But maybe I'm wrong because I haven't read the books and I don't know what's going to happen. But as it stands right now, that was also in the back of my head. Uh, I'll definitely talk about white savior shit. Okay. Um, after we, our numbers, who who do we shout out? Who who who, oh, who okay, got it yeah, all yeah. right? Um, who who is the most of the nerd on nation got it right? <laughs> uh, you right. So <laughs> hey, each you, of you only hey. had one vote. I just want to throw that out hey, there. Hey, I have the rest. out here living. Uh, Dana P. <laughs> Dana P. Mitchell G. Uh, who else we got here? Uh, Justin got it right. Uh, Matt R got it right and Joel got it right. Shout yeah. out. You guys are the guests that Grumper, uh, Gamjabar, Gola, uh, God Emperor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's Josh Brolin's character's name? Uh, Gurney Halleck. Gurney Halleck, Gesser, Grumper. That's it. Jesuit. <laughs> um, okay. It's so, me. <laughs> so now we can go. Like point two. Th- I mean, <laughs> to just say one thing before we get real heavy, I it's just. I'm a tourist but, in this world. And it's like, like for me, looking at this, I feel like this is like the, it's what it deserves. Like Dune, I, being a tourist, I know that it's important to the sci-fi world, to writing, to yeah. storytelling. <laughs> it's, it's important and it has six books. <laughs> and now we're in a place in, in filmmaking, technology, talent, that it's like, it can shine. And, Having something like this happen where it's just like having a four and a half hour cut or whatever, it's like, <sighs> hell yeah. I think, I honestly hell think that yes. would make me give it like a five probably. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say like this. There's going to be people in the audience exists, and y'all. there's people out on the internet that just absolutely hate long movies. And I just, I don't, I don't know how to talk to you. You're like a terrorist and I don't know how to like. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you don't like long movies, guys. Well, the absolute ab- like abhorring of long movies. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I can like a short movie too. I don't have to have everything long, but some stories need to be big and epic and grand. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, like, yeah, I would love to watch a four or five hour version. I think this at least needs three and a half hours. I needed like another hour of. Uh, so this is so. Seems every, like that. Everyone listening, if you have not read the book, if you have not watched the original one, this will be a spoiler. Um, I would so turn it off now. Yeah. Give you a sec. 
I mean, there's a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode. But there's no spoiler so. for the book. Yeah, this is a true. book spoiler. So go ahead and just rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app, and then we'll go bye-bye. But now, um, I would have ended it, so I would have had the narration be Alia. And so Alia is the the child that's uh, that Lady Jessica's pregnant with. Oh, okay. And so she becomes a reverend mother by tra- uh, transforming the like the spice water into life water and then going under the spice agony, and she becomes a reverend mother. So like now she can unlock the... Like memories of everyone who she ever master evolves. Like she just like kind becomes. Of. Yeah, she, she she did evolve. So so yeah. <laughs> so uh, the prescience allows you to like and, and going under the spice agony again. A male's never done it, but women who are Bene Gesserit can, and that's how you become a Reverend Mother. Um, they can literally see um into the past of them of, of their 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 genetic coding. So like you can see your your so a woman typically So is that why it's important that they kind of draw focus that he has some sort of reaction to, to the, the spice. spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz okay. he he's awakening. Um and that's why the line father the sleeper has awakened. But um I would have had it where Alia is the narrator because she when she when she, when Jessica goes under the spice agony agony her her prescience is awakened and so does her unborn child. And so her mm. unborn child, before they're even born to this world, have literally the collective memories of everyone in their genetic line. Wow. And so it's like, Damn. It, 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 and the Ben Jazzer call that an abomination. But then, like, to me, like, you have this narration. You can have a very similar narration, like the Harkonnens and Shaddam yeah. and blah, blah. And then it's like, at the very end, it's like, and then, and then what the planet of Arrakis and the universe would never understand is me. And then it ends with, like, Alia Earth. being born. Like, you could have it where, like, like, um, Paul is learning how to ride on a worm and then he's like, I am now Muadib and I'm like, I'm going to take over, you know, Arrakis and I'm going to lead everyone towards this like blah, blah. And then like at the same time you cross cut it with Lady Jessica giving birth to Alia and then like Alia's like eyes are blue open and it's like a fully cognizant person at an infant age. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, fuck happened yeah. and you would have been like, oh, and then it's cut to black and you're like, oh my God, give me part I two now. Because then this is all the parts of like, Paul grows up, he he gets married, he has a kid, and, like, he has to lead this fight against the Harkonnens and the Emperor. But, like, that takes over the course of, like, five, ten years. Yeah. And then Alia's, like, a walking around child at this point. Like She's uh, just a baby. Like, she's four years old and she's, like, an assassin. Uh, um, dope. So, like, all that could be done in the second movie, but, like, this movie, I think it would have been really good to end it on those two things of, like, like uh, uh, Paul riding a worm and then Alia being born and it's, like, what the fuck is happening? This just went zero to 100. But it probably would have been like another hour to do that. Give it another hour. So I, I, to me, I think it would have been cool to end it there. there. There's things like in the book. So Liet Kynes is a man in the book. And that's the the parent of Chani. Mm. Uh, and so it's really mm. uh, Zendaya's character. So it's like, there's connection there. So it's like, oh. but then, and then so when they first arrive to Arrakis, they know that there's a traitor amongst them. Um, and so there's this whole subplot that Thufir Howitt, who is like the, the Mentat, the human computer, who's like, oh, I think Lady Jessica is potentially like the traitor. And then oh. like, um, because they, they get like this message from the Harkonnens, like someone you love who's un- incapable of hurting you is going to kill you. And they're like, oh, it has to be Jessica. And then Leto's like, I can, it can never be her. But I think I need her to think that I suspect her. So there's like, a, again, another level of the chess. 40 right? chess. Um, wow. And then Thufi Howitt and Lady Jessica have this moment where he's like, I don't trust you. And then she uses the voice. She's like, you small-minded man. You don't understand the power of the Bene Gesserit ways and what we could do to you. If I wanted to kill uh, Duke Leto, I would have done it years ago. And it's like, and then he's like, he like fucking freaks out. She's like, now you know a taste of our power. Yeah. And it's like, ah! Oh! Like, I got it. Before we go too long here, yeah. I do want to talk about the the... You said you're going to mention the white savior stuff, and is that actually a 
So a lot of people, I think, kind of point to that as as white savior stuff. So, uh, and I think the thing you're talking about, I posted on Facebook. You're not watching Luke Skywalker save people. You're watching Anakin Skywalker fall into darkness. Mm. And so the entire story of Paul Atreides. So the first book, like you show off, like oh, he's like inheriting all these things. But like the 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 kind of sad turmoil that happens is that he by the time he's that's why, like, there's such a bad thing of, like, he became the Quizlet's Hatterick too early. Uh, and it should have been the next generation between a Harkonnen and a, and a Trades and not uh, uh, whatever. Um, so, uh, he, when he sees the future, he sees all the timelines. And every timeline shows him rising to power. And that's why he has that freakout moment in the, yeah, in the, tent. the tent. He's, like, everyone calling out my name and billions die because of me. But, like, he, as this young boy, has no… He 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 doesn't feel like he can do anything about it. Yeah, and so he like willfully takes the 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 religious fanaticism of the Fremen and is like, I'm going to take you guys into your deaths, and I'm going to use your power, and we're going to take over, and I'm going to be the emperor, like knowing that he's doomed everyone. Right. Okay. And so like, it's not a white. It's 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 white savior for a bit. I would feel like. Yeah. But if you read the book and you know that like he lives with the guilt that he's killed everyone. Yeah. And the entirety of the second book is everything but showing how this charismatic leader that everyone's like, he's the one, he's the, we're all blindly following him, is the fucking worst thing. And like, that's the whole point of Frank Herbert's storytelling that he really wanted to show like, because of, oh, we have Kennedy. Why are we in Vietnam? We had such a great leader. Why are we in Vietnam? And also Nixon was like, you should never trust your government. Yeah. Ever. Okay. And so, legit, seeing how that's going to play out. That's why I said it's in the back of my mind, but it wasn't, a qualm because it's not a finished story. I don't yeah. know where it goes. There's there's a lot of articles that if you, um, yeah, it, it's pretty it's pretty cool to kind of and they break it all down. Dope. I also got to give a shout out to those uh, sand assassins, the, that, like hiding under the sand oh, and then God. pop up. Oh, yeah. yeah, the Fremen. <sighs> yeah, but the, but like that exact uh, type of warrior and right. just badass. and then and then Paul teaches them the weirding way. So he, anyway, they, they become very powerful. Spoilers yeah. over. Yeah, yeah, right. that's it. I'm okay. done. Everybody at home, thank you so much for listening or watching if you're on the YouTubes. Uh, if you are on your favorite podcast app, please stop by, subscribe, rate, review, wherever that is. That kind of stuff does help us. Don't do too much spice. You stop taking the spice, you die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's our message today. <laughs> uh, also, uh, check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information, all of the housekeeping we could possibly put out there. You can get it there. Uh, you can check out, like we said before, Super important mention to the Nerd On Nation. They, uh, as a member, you do get a whole bunch of perks, but at the same time, you get to help us as we keep making content. Help, me help you. <laughs> uh, we love doing this, and we love doing to make, this. Doing, we love doing this. <laughs> Put us you. on the golden path, baby. Uh, and the Nerd On Nation allows us to do it more and to do it better. Plain and simple. So check it out. More better. I have to do one quick shout out. Okay. I'm so sorry. Everyone, uh, I am uh, a neophyte in the world of Dune. If you want to check out someone who knows way more than I'll ever do, check out Quinn's Ideas, a.k.a. Ideas of Fire and Ice. Like, they are the hub. And I'm actually going to go watch that. You should that. check that out. Yeah. Nice. I, 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 could, I, could, I could understand him. I cannot talk with him. Right. <laughs> Got you. I am a tourist. Yes. I am uh, a tourist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sh- the most important thing, do share us with your friends and family and rate and review. That, that kind of stuff. We've said it many times before, but it is seriously how we grow. And one last shout out, uh, get yourself 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com with the discount code NerdOn. But that's it. That's all the housekeeping. That is the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We heart you all. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, NerdOn.
Ending broadcast.